30. Uh, amen. For those who visit, it's my wife, uh, by the way, uh, and, uh, but thankful for her. I'm thankful uh, that we can live for the Lord and be faithful, and I, I hope that uh, the generations that come behind us will find us that very same way, and uh, thankful for that song today. Back in Acts chapter number 2, and if you remember from last week, uh, Peter, having preached a sermon, uh, and a very pointed sermon, uh, to the Jews that were present there. Uh, God had done a work. Uh, this is uh, the story of Pentecost. They're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, and they're being endued with power from on high. And uh, so they had waited, uh, and uh, been pr- they prayed 10 days. Uh, and then God did some very miraculous things and continued to do so uh, for a course of time. Uh, and uh, and uh, God saved some people. 3,000 uh, is the number that we read here uh, in our passage of Scripture. But look back at verse number 41. Again, it says, Then they that gladly received His word. Uh, those that gladly re- received His word in this passage were said to do a number of things. Uh, and uh, four things, then verse number uh, 42. Uh, but down through uh, verse number 47, there are a couple of other things uh, that we find uh, that they did as well. Uh, but before we examine the things that they did, uh, we need to notice uh, that uh, all of this was based on their reception of uh, the Word of God with gladness. All right. Um, much of, uh, we know the Bible says if you're, if you're saved, uh, the Bible says that the commandments of God are not grievous. Uh, and really what that says is, yes, we love Jesus and we're indwelled with the Spirit of God. When we read the Word of God, we have conviction. Uh, God, will, God will show us uh, blemishes and, uh, and uh, the Word of God is like beholding our face in a glass, like a mirror. And when we do that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just see some things perhaps that we don't like. And uh, the goal, if we can fix it, uh, you know, we can fix it. If you can't fix it, you can put paint on it. Uh, and... Uh, all right, some of you are sleeping uh, today. That's makeup, mirror, fix. All right. Uh, and uh, I remember some t- time ago I heard a preacher say, if the barn, if the barn needs painting, paint it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyways, uh, uh, hof- hopefully all my other jokes will work uh, for the rest of the time. So uh, they, the, re- the reception of the Word of God and uh, gladness. In other words, they embraced the truth uh, of the message. And once they embraced the truth of the message, that truth had uh, an effect upon them. Uh, and uh, they did the things that were described in the passage of Scripture. And by the way, all of them are things that they did. Uh, they continued. They did some things. And so modern-day religion really kind of doesn't like when uh, pastors talk about having to do stuff. Because we'd like to think that Jesus just loves us and, uh, and everything's cool if we just don't do uh, and the reason we want to believe that is because we're lazy and we don't want to do stuff, and, uh, but we don't, we don't want to be looked down upon, so we change the doctrine. Uh, we change uh, the meaning uh, of these passages of scriptures to fit all of that. Uh, so God says once we're saved, we do righteousness, we live for Him, we walk worthily, uh, and uh, we're going to stand before God and give an account of the things that we do. It's a, uh, the judgment seat of Christ. And, so, um, I, and by the way, we do them because we're saved. They're works. They're evidences of being saved. We don't do them to get saved, but we do it because we love the Lord. Uh, and everybody that loves Jesus should serve Jesus. Uh, and uh, in some way or the other, and of course, with our uh, theme this year, we'll, we'll preach about that and have opportunities for people uh, to serve, perhaps in ministries that they haven't served. So you cannot receive the word with gladness and then be the same that you were before. 
Um, let me repeat that. You cannot. You say, well, I do. No, you can't. You, you're not an exception. You cannot receive the word of God with gladness and then do the same things as you did before. You can't, you can't remain passive either. You can't just say, well, I know that's what the Bible says and, you know, I kind of I agree with it. But then we don't do anything about it. We just, we just kind of uh, stay with the status quo. Uh, if all we were talking about or all that God was talking about in Acts chapter number 2, again, this is Luke writing under inspiration uh, of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, if all it was is that we just have to give intellectual or mental assent to doctrines, uh, then uh, we could see that. I mean, that's not going to give or have much effect on our lives. Uh, and uh, just not, oh, yep, these are the doctrines. And by the way, we have, uh, as a church... Um, a statement of faith that's on our website in our constitution and bylaws and all of those kind of, in a nutshell, lay out some of the main fundamentals or, or biblical principles that we live by. Uh, but, it's, but it's all the Word of God. It's, it's not just those things. There, there are other things. And uh, we, we tend to have to kind of pare things back, pare things back uh, so that, uh, that we can kind of um, so take it all in. Uh, but, but really, the doctrine, uh, the apostles' doctrine, and I'll speak more to this tonight, uh, is, is the Bible. It's, it's all of it. Uh, the teachings of the apostles founded on the Law and the Prophets, uh, and then coupled with what they received from Jesus during His earthly ministry, uh, and the revelations granted to them by the Holy Spirit of God, uh, under inspiration in writing these, that's what constitutes the Apostles' Doctrine. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, these were teachings that were an absolutely clear departure uh, from the orthodoxy uh, and the legalism of the scribes and the Pharisees and uh, the teachers of that day. Uh, and, uh, and right out of the gate in the New Testament church, uh, there were competing um, uh, teachings, com- competitive doctrines uh, that people were bringing into the local church uh, that uh, the apostles uh, and those closely associated with the apostles, as they wrote, like James, the brother of the, the, Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, is, uh, um, uh, wasn't an apostle, uh, but he's kind of included in some of the language in Scripture, uh, and uh, so we follow uh, that. So to actually think uh, that we can encounter Jesus Christ uh, in salvation uh, and, uh, and it not affect us, or change us is, is a completely an absolute um, false construct of modern day religion. Amen. Every single person that received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior is indwelt with the Spirit of God and then God changes them. I will admit uh, that some people uh, change slower than other people. All right? Uh, and, uh, and one of the difficult things about being a pastor, being a Christian, or being a friend to other uh, Christians uh, is uh, when, when things are going on in people's life that you know is not right with the Word of God and they don't see it quite that way yet. Um, but um, I like it when... I, well, I, let me rephrase that. I can deal with people, Christians, who are not there yet with some things in their life but desire to be. Uh, they, they know that they're in the wrong. They know that they're sinning, but they're struggling. And there are, there are sins that people do in life that uh, are very destructive and, um, and, and very addictive and 
uh, and take some time. But we can have victory in Christ, and, uh, and uh, victory is available to us uh, in grace and mercy and all the things that uh, even in the song uh, alluded to a moment ago. Uh, do we think uh, that Christianity is more uh, than just getting religion uh, or learning a belief system? Um, it is. Uh, it's a new birth. It's not just we say God's against religion. He, it's, about, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's a way that we try to describe that. It's, uh, it's a new birth. It's Christ in us. The Bible says the hope of glory. Uh, you cannot repent and place your faith in Christ and, and become one with God through his son and be the same. Uh, you aren't the same. That's, that's the whole point. Uh, you've been made a new creature in Christ. You've been born again. It's, it's like the, the, the greatest do-over in some respects that there, that there is. I was lost in my sin uh, and on a path that led to destruction, death and destruction. And now I'm on a straight and narrow path that God uh, is bringing me to an expected end. And I've got the Holy Spirit of God in me and God with me all along the way. Uh, and it is an amazing thing. But you are a new creature in Christ Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, you are to put off uh, the old man and his deeds. Uh, and, but uh, there are times when people uh, move along slower. But there comes a time uh, where the slow growers, if you will, uh, need rebuked or reproved, exhorted. Uh, they need a nudge. They need to be provoked unto love and good works. Uh, and uh, it's our responsibility to one another to do that. And so, you know, if you don't get anything out of this uh, today, if uh, yourself or somebody that you love and care for claims to be saved, uh, they love Jesus, um, it might, they might need you uh, to remind them uh, that w- how they're behaving does not line up with what they say that they believe. Uh, and uh, you say, well, they're not going to like me. Uh, maybe so, but they're going to know you love them. Uh, and, uh, and there comes times in our lives where that's necessary. What we find in the book of Acts uh, is a group of people that have their lives drastically altered uh, by a revelation of them, of Christ, uh, by conversion uh, that we read about here in chapter number 2. In fact, you can turn over to, um, uh, with me to Second John, if you would. We'll turn to a couple passages of Scripture, not a whole lot, and I'm going to really bring us to uh, one major point by the end of our uh, time this morning, and then elaborate on uh, the Apostles' Doctrine a little more uh, tonight. But in Second John 9, verse number 11, uh, verse number Second uh, John 9 through 11 uh, says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son, if there come any of you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker in his evil deeds. Now note the words of John carefully. Uh, he's, not, he's not merely saying that um, you must talk about Jesus in correct doctrinal, doctrinal terms. Uh, what he's simply saying is that your statement of faith uh, must reflect true biblical doctrine. Both of those things are necessary. Uh, He says you must live in the doctrine of Christ. Now there's um, a spiritual kind of, uh, not circular reason or catch 22, uh, but when we read the Bible, uh, we believe that once a person is saved, 
nothing can separate them from love of God. Neither death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things that come. We believe in preach and teach eternal security. Uh, here we're sealed by the Holy Spirit on the day of redemption and, uh, and all of that. And I'm thankful for God saves me and keeps me. Uh, and, but what the Word of God teaches in 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and uh, James and uh, maybe a few other places is that um, people who love Jesus and who are saved are, are the ones who abide in the doctrine of Christ. Uh, a, a person or a professing Christian uh, who does not um, abide in Christ, does not obey the commandments of the Lord. Uh, remember, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, a, 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 somebody who lives a life characterized by sin, they might not be saved. Uh, and, uh, and so there's that application, but there's also the application of access to God. Uh, when, we, when we walk in the flesh, we're not walking in the Spirit, our prayer life is affected. Our, um, many things are affected uh, in, our, in, in our lives. And so uh, you have to live in the doctrine of Christ. And uh, so he's warning against giving place to uh, uh, anyone who teaches or, or um, the doctrines, the teachings uh, that uh, are contrary to uh, the truth or the doctrine of Christ, the truth of God's word. Uh, and so in those days, remember, they, um, they would meet at the temple uh, for uh, prayer, there's the temple court, uh, Solomon's porch. And so because they were Jews that got saved, they'd still go there to pray and, uh, and, and do different things. Uh, and, uh, but they met in houses uh, and they did it daily. And uh, so uh, he is warning uh, them to not bid Godspeed uh, to someone who preaches another doctrine, another gospel, the doctrine that wasn't delivered to them uh, by the saints. And, uh, and there's kind of a couple, it, it, you know, I always say, don't bid Godspeed, meaning like, you know, don't even say hi, bye, or greet, whatever. But we have uh, some competing principles in the Word of God about love and uh, being a witness and light and testimony. And so part of what I really think uh, not bidding them Godspeed means is to not affirm them. Uh, and or to wish them well uh, in their false uh, teaching uh, and heresy. Uh, and uh, I, I can't remember the exact, just I was trying to think about earlier and I couldn't and I can't right now either, but uh, it was, uh, um, oh, uh, I, I went up to someone uh, at the airport in Minneapolis and uh, because of how they, they were addressed, right? don't judge a book by their cover or whatever, but you can tell when people um, go to church and stuff. All right. Now you might want, you know, you can at Safeway, Walmart, whatever, uh, there's this, you can, you can tell. And I know people disagree with that. But in this moment, I went up to them and I said, I said, hey, what church do you go to? And, uh, and, uh, and, they, and they replied with um, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. And so I'm like, all right, have a great day. <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of when I didn't want to say, well, God bless you and, uh, and uh, on and on with different things because that's affirming what they believe. And, and the Bible says that when we bid them Godspeed, uh, that we're partakers in their error. So I never want somebody who is in error. And by the way, it could be a cult. Uh, it could be um, churches that call themselves Christian, that profess to follow the Bible, that are in doctrinal error. Um, and I never want to affirm their doctrinal error and be part of it uh, by participating with them uh, or uh, working alongside of them or whatever. So don't misunderstand. John uh, is not talking about people who uh, are ignorant or even deceived uh, about truth. Uh, he's talking about people who bring error about the person of Jesus uh, into the church, who teach and promote error, uh, who, uh, who defend error. 
And so uh, this is stuff that can't go on in the church. Uh, it'll be part of messages uh, in, uh, in the future. Uh, but um, everything that we do uh, as a local church needs to be in line with the doctrines, the teachings of the Word of God. So what constitutes the Apostles' Doctrine? Uh, and uh, we know that part of it's the person and work of Jesus Christ, uh, His redemptive work. Uh, um, you don't need to turn there, but 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verses 1 through 4 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that also I have received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And so uh, God, um, God is uh, in the life-saving, uh, life-changing business. So Luke writes uh, that these new Christians, those that were added unto the church, a church that already existed, um, I don't believe uh, that the church started at Pentecost, I believe that it was empowered uh, by the Spirit of God at Pentecost. Uh, but uh, but he, he tells them to continue, continue steadfastly uh, in the, the Apostles' doctrine. So first, what does continue steadfastly mean? Uh, secondly, what is meant by the Apostles' doctrine? Uh, and then also, what is doctrine? Now, we alluded to it last week, and I won't spend much time on it, but to continue steadfastly simply means to live in. Live in what you know, in what you understand. It's not just knowing sound doctrine. Uh, it's living in sound doctrine. It means to seek the truth, discuss the truth, uh, find the truth, practice the truth. In other words, um, these people that were saved uh, in Acts chapter number 2, in verse number 41, uh, after they heard the message of Peter, uh, it says that, uh, that uh, they... they Change or they were to continue uh, to walk in the truth. Uh, it means growing in grace. It means uh, growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So they that gladly received His word, now having received it and been converted uh, to Christ, continued steadfastly in it uh, by coming under its power and by living in it. That's how you continue steadfastly. You do. You live in the doctrine. The term Apostles' Doctrine, what does that mean? Uh, tonight we'll elaborate a little more, but it means the teachings of the Apostles. Uh, those who walked and talked with the Lord, uh, those who were called uh, according to His special purpose, and uh, the Apostles that had been given uh, revelation of God through the Holy Spirit, uh, and, uh, and they passed it on to the church. And, uh, and we see here that God used people to do that. Uh, God's in charge. Uh, he is the one who, uh, by His Spirit, did all of that. And uh, so the Apostles' doctrine uh, is a doctrine about the person of Jesus, uh, but it's also about many other types of essentials. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we'll get into all of that uh, tonight. Turn to Hebrews chapter number 6 just real quick. And uh, Hebrews chapter number 6, uh, Romans chapter number 6, if you want to go there as well. But in Hebrews chapter number 6, uh, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal life. And this will we do if God uh, permit. Uh, we are uh, to, uh, in salvation, uh, we turn 
we turn towards God in faith, in repentance, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in His work. It's, it's not... It's not um, even when people try to describe um, belief in Jesus for salvation, uh, again, there are people who think that you don't have, praying is doing. So since we don't do anything to be saved, if we, if we pray, that's an, that's an, act, of, an act of work, uh, and that's not what God wants. We only have to believe. Uh, so, so there are people in churches that teach, in order for somebody to be saved, they just get, they just, it's just mental assent to the truth of God's word, uh, there's no confession, there's no prayer uh, uh, of repentance, there's no asking God to save you uh, or come into your heart or any of the words that uh, people would use. Uh, but uh, there are some that say when people repent, uh, they're not repenting of sins, they're repenting of, of, of how they're going to get to heaven. When the Bible says that we're, we, there's not a, a foundation of repentance from dead works, it's faith towards God. Um, and by the way, somebody who is not, um, there are a lot of people who don't think about heaven or hell at all. Um, they don't think it's real. They don't, they don't have a way that they're going there on their own. Uh, so what do those people repent of uh, who don't give thoughts uh, to God? So the Apostles' Doctrine included the redemptive work of Christ and His words. Uh, the Apostles' Doctrine also includes everything that we find uh, in the, the New Testament. It was their teaching, so we're to continue in it. Uh, it's to walk the truth. So obviously, if the doctrine of the apostles was the truth about Jesus and all that comes with it, then there is error uh, outside of that. Uh, and uh, there are a number of scriptures which tell us uh, that what we're supposed to do when that happens, um, uh, Romans 16, verse 17, will be one of them. The Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. So here, uh, in that verse, as well as there's others, uh, we see that um, division and offenses, uh, anything which takes our focus off of the Lord Jesus Christ, is considered contrary to the doctrine of the apostles. So um, uh, Paul said this in 1 Timothy 1, uh, verses 1 through 7, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine neither give heed of fables and endless uh, genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned from which some having swerved uh, have turned aside unto vain jangling desire to be teachers of the law understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Uh, And uh, so he says... uh, uh, Paul to Timothy, a pastoral epistle under inspiration of God, uh, to not give heed to fables, uh, etc. Anything that does not edify and to build up people in their faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say uh, that the doctrine uh, which is acceptable is charity out of a pure heart uh, and good conscience. And so what we see throughout the Bible, uh, which is going to be the seed thought for uh, a number of messages uh, here coming up probably on Wednesday evenings uh, is that doctrine, while it is t- 
teaching, uh, it is also conduct. Uh, and conduct uh, speaks just as loudly as the teaching. You've heard it said this way. Uh, you have to have, let your, your talk and your walk match. Um, that, uh, that deeds uh, speak louder. Actions speak louder uh, than words. So to continue in the apostles' doctrine meant, as we saw, to live in Christ, reflection, uh, be reflective of the truth of God, the doctrines of Christ through our life. First um, Timothy 1, uh, verse number 10 and 11 says this, For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which is committed to my trust. Conduct as the outcome uh, and the representation of doctrine is clearly seen uh, in the Bible. So according to Paul, those who commit fornication and homosexuality and lies and false witnesses are walking contrary to sound doctrine. Uh, and uh, when the Bible says that we are, if you're saved, you're a living epistle. You're a living letter. Uh, we're salt and light. People see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. When people read our lives, uh, they, should be, they should be reading the result of what happened when Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, saved us. Uh, we are to behave uh, in ways that line up uh, with uh, our belief. Uh, turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 6, and this will be the last scripture passage we look at, uh, but will also kind of help us a little bit with some of the stuff that we're going to be uh, discussing uh, tonight uh, as part uh, of uh, our business meeting and part uh, of, of the message. But I want you to read this in chapter number 6 of 1 Timothy. The Bible says this in verse number 1. Let us as many servants as are under the yoke, count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and His doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. Verse 3, If any man teach otherwise, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine uh, which is according to godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmising, perverse disputations of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So, what we notice throughout the New Testament in the book of Acts where we're studying uh, and, uh, and elsewhere is that it mattered uh, not just what uh, people believed, but how they practiced it. Uh, and it's not okay to believe and to practice anything that we wish. Um, you know, in the, under the umbrella of worship to God, um, churches all across the world are offering to God things in worship that God doesn't say are acceptable to Him. And just because, like, well, God knows my heart um, is, is such a, a dumb cop-out. Uh, God does know our heart, and we don't even know our own hearts. 
and, uh, and, and, and people can be sincere, but be sincerely wrong. And, and there, are, there are a lot of people that I know that love God, and I, and I believe that they love God. But they're offering to God worship that God doesn't want them to offer. And in fact, he says, it's vain oblation. It's useless. Um, he, they're offering things to, to God that he doesn't want, didn't ask for. And, uh, and, and in fact, in sometimes uh, it's strange fire to God, which he hates. Uh, and even, he says, the prayer of the, of the wicked is an abomination to him. And, um, and so uh, when, when um, our lives as believers or professed believers, uh, don't, our conduct doesn't match up with what we say we believe, uh, there is a doctrinal, um, hopefully it's not just a spiritual in the sense the disconnect that we're not saved, uh, but we're misunderstanding uh, what God, and by the way, uh, I think in part it's because most Christians are force-fed that philosophy by, by religion and other Christians. If you've, been, if you've been an independent Baptist for any length of time and, and go to church regularly and trying to live for the Lord, you have Christian people that you know uh, who, um, who have a lot of negative things to say uh, about your choices. And um, some of that is because they've been taught that uh, by preachers um, who are, 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 have left the Apostles' Doctrine. Uh, and then they justify what they're teaching with the words of Jesus uh, and, uh, and make it even worse. Uh, and we are to continue to go forward. So here's what 2 Timothy chapter number 6 in these verses are talking about. Uh, he lays out in, in, in uh, some of the, um, the blasphemous uh, doctrinal positions that people would have. But it says when somebody goes these directions that we're not even supposed to um, be around them. We're supposed to withdraw ourselves from them. Uh, so, in a nutshell, as a pastor, um, there are a lot of pastors and preacher friends that I'm acquainted with. By the way, there, there are thousands of good churches all across the world that are sticking to this stuff and walking with God and, uh, and just and doing right. Uh, but there, there are a lot that aren't. And there are a lot that used to be, uh, and they used to have sound doctrine, who no, no longer have sound doctrine. Um, but the admonition that I get from them is, okay, Pastor, you know, uh, I, I referenced this this morning, I think last week as well, uh, we're, we're brothers, we're not twins. We're on the same team. Uh, and the litmus test for most people uh, is, because, and the Bible says that if somebody preaches another gospel, we're supposed to mark them and uh, and, uh, and rebuke them, um, uh, admonish them, uh, and reject them <laughs> uh, after the second admonition. There are people in my life, in fact, I remember just like it was yesterday, uh, years ago, I was reminded of this the other day, um, I sat for um, six hours in the cold weather uh, in February with a pastor friend of mine while his family was in his, their van. Um, and, and had a conversation that was my second conversation that I had with him about his false doctrine. And I said, I've been avoiding this conversation because the Bible says after the second admonition to reject, I said, this is the last conversation biblically that I can have with you on this topic and I'm done. And this was, the, this was somebody that we vacationed with, that we spent holidays with, uh, that we loved and their family and their kids or whatever, but I am obliged 
uh, by Scripture um, to walk away. Um, when somebody does not continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Uh, and, uh, and so um, uh, I've lived this. I can give you lots of stories. But people say, no, it's just if they're preaching another gospel. And by the way, there are people who are following a lot of the apostles' doctrine and are preaching a gospel that's not a true gospel. Uh, and, and one way uh, is that it's repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And repentance and faith are, you know, two sides of the same coin uh, and just like um, conduct uh, and doctrine are. Uh, and, uh, but there are people who say you don't have to repent of anything uh, when um, you can't get away from repentance in the Bible. Uh, so um, they say if it's just the gospel. But here's what I, here's what I want to say and I'm going to be done. Because as we look at this, as a principle of continuing steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine, what the Apostles' Doctrine is. And it's really all of the New Testament. Uh, it's, it's what the, the Apostles, they teach us how we're supposed to live. Doctrine is teaching. It's instruction. Uh, and when somebody gets away from biblical principle and instruction, it's a doctrinal thing. So if someone says to me, um, let's say, let's, let me think of something where I've, I've separated... Um, all right, well, uh, let's just, we'll just take, I'll just say standards, any, any standard. So we won't, we won't pick a, a particular one. Uh, but there are biblical principles. Uh, the Bible says it means one thing. There's no private interpretation. All right. And so, uh, well, well, abstain from all appearances of evil. That's a command of God. So, so when we don't abstain from the appearance of evil... Um, we've sinned uh, because we've directly disobeyed that command in the New Testament. That's not an Old Testament command. Um, and, uh, and so uh, someone uh, who uh, their, their life, their demeanor, uh, their, the things that they're doing, um, and uh, things that they're not separating from, uh, if it's a friend or a church member or whatever, and I say, well, um, um, I'm... I, I can't be with them. I have to walk away. Um, 95% of modern Christianity says that that's a wrong decision to do. We should love them and, uh, and to be there. And there's a part of that where um, if we, leadership is influence. And if I don't have influence over somebody, I can't, I can't, I can't lead them. Uh, but, but I also have to mind the scripture. And so they're doing, they're doing stuff that, that, um, that I believe is, not biblical, uh, and it could be any number of stuff you want to put in there. And I say, well, um, we, can't, we can't play anymore. And then a pastor throws a flag and says, well, that's not right. Um, that's secondary separation and, uh, and tertiary separation. And, uh, and, uh, and by the way, people, people who don't believe in second and third whatever separation do get second and third party offended pretty easily. And, uh, but here's the thing. When somebody is doing those things, it's not the gospel, but it is, it is leaving the apostles' doctrine and, and the teachings. Uh, and God says that we're supposed to um, no longer fellowship and hang around. So what modern Christianity says is a, uh, you just being a jerk because, because you, won't, you won't cooperate with somebody who doesn't look the way that you do or talk the way that you do or go the places you go, that that's third-party separation and that's unbiblical. They don't understand that what doctrine is. Yeah. 
in what teachings are. And when we, we, we get away from the New Testament teachings, then, then we have to twist Scripture to justify it and support it. Now we're, not only are we uh, having left sound doctrine, we are the perpetrate, or the, uh, we are per- perpetrating? Yeah. Perpetrating uh, that. We're promoting it, uh, I guess would be a better word, promoting it, and, and we've become a false teacher. All right? So doctrine matters. And doctrine is the teachings uh, of the law and the prophets, the teachings of Jesus Christ and his earthly ministry, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, all those things. Uh, it's, it's, from, it's from Acts to, to Revelation, uh, and it's what does God teach us and how we're supposed to live and do. And when we depart from those teachings, those doctrines, it's not the, the, the fundamentals of the faith. It's, it's not just... Um, our statement of faith, and we believe in you know um, the inspired word of God and the virgin birth and uh, the local church and and uh, heaven and hell being all of those are part of it. Uh, but it's also like how do I how my how do I live as a Christian today and tomorrow? What does the word of God say? What do the apostles teach us? What does Paul teach us about putting our flesh under subjection uh, or about not abusing the grace of God? Are you following me? It's when we, when we depart from that, we are departing from the doctrine, uh, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And we are teaching another doctrine. Uh, and, uh, and God says uh, to, to mark, to avoid, whatever. And so I don't like doing it because I like to have friends. Amen. Um, you know, it was like, I'll, I'll say this, I'm done. I already said that. I just said I had one verse and I'll be done. But I didn't say I wouldn't say this. All right. all right, so we just had storms all across the country, right? And, uh, and uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, there was a football game, and it was minus 7 degrees. Yes, sir. And there were 70,000 people that were there for the game and sat for three, four hours or whatever, some of them with no shirts on, right, as uh, professional uh, sports followers will sometimes do. And so I just made a comment about, you know, if, we can, if you can get to a game, go to a game. And I'm, and I'm referencing because there were churches that were in that area that I know that canceled services. I mean, within driving distance of the stadium. So for me, for me I, I'm, just, I'm just old-fashioned this way. If, if, if you're willing to go in minus 7 degree, minus 27 with a windshield, and sit in a stadium um, freezing to death to cheer on a football team, you can drive to church. I'm not talking about, it wasn't about snow and drifts and icy roads or none of that. It was just cold. All right. And then another pastor that I know, and, and, I, and I, I think it's flattering that people will take things I say and then passively, aggressively um, uh, go on it. And it says, all right, enter the obligatory comments or the obligatory comparing of, of, um, of professional sports to church attendance. All right. So, I'm obliged. I mean, that's probably the root word in obligatory. To, to, the Bible says that we're to forsake not to assemble ourselves together. And I think, and by the way, our standard for all that is if, um, if I can get here, church doors are open. You do you. All right? So, we we'll seldom cancel church. Uh, but um, you do, you, if you feel you can get here, you get here, we'll have church, we'll have it online. And, um, uh, I just, I, I would just feel bad cancel. I would feel bad canceling church if, if the Seahawks had a game and it was just packed out. Amen. Right. I would just feel bad about it. 
but we are obliged to obey the word of God. And, uh, and so just a little thing like that, and it just, and then sky's the limit, just people, oh, and then everybody's got their opinion, and, and I just think this, and I think you don't, you don't love your people, uh, Pastor Reno, uh, if, if you keep church, the church door. I was accused of not loving people keeping the doors open during the coronavirus. You don't love people, you hate people, you want them to die. And I'm like, no, I don't want them to die. And by the way, the election's coming, so now there's uh, the World Health Org- Organization said there's a, a virus coming out that's 20 times deadlier uh, than the coronavirus, just in time for the election. And um, so um, don't get me started. Um, but my point is this, we're obliged to obey the Bible. We prefer to disobey uh, in, in many ways. But it's not just me being a Pharisee or a legalist or whatever, it's like you're leaving the doctrines of Christ, his teachings, the doctrines of the apostles, and you are doing these other things. It's a doctrinal issue. It isn't a preference issue. It's not a standard issue. It's like, well, that's your preference. I mean, I just prefer to obey the Bible. I just prefer to obey God. It's not about that. You're just, well, just because you do doesn't mean you love Jesus any more than I do. It's like, yes, it does. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, yeah. right? You know, and so, um, but we're filled with deflective platitudes uh, to excuse and justify our disobedience. And these people that got saved were filled with the Holy Spirit of God and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That's all of it. Did they fail? Yeah, we know. We, we can read these churches and, uh, and a lot of them had some big problems and ours does too. Um, but, but we're going to try to deal with ideals, and that is continuing and being steadfast in the teachings of the Word of God. And to depart from them is to depart from sound doctrine. Uh, but people think sound doctrine is only these tenets, but it's not. It's all of it. And, um, and so I hope that when you say, like, you know, I, um, well, we're dropping a missionary um, because I don't agree with what they're doing. Um, I would not attend their church if I was in their area. And, uh, and so, oh, it's just because you don't like the way that they dress or what kind of music they do or whatever. Uh, what I'm saying is um, changes in music and changes of dress is a departure from sound doctrine. All right? And so it's not a... Sep- it's not a third-party offended issue. It's a doctrinal matter. Uh, and, uh, and so that's one of the reasons why um, we won't partner with them uh, because can two walk together lest they're agreed. And so we're not going to... We did, and, and, and the, it's, there's fruit to our account, but we can no longer. And that's a decision because it's bigger. And they're, not preaching, they're not even preaching another gospel. Um, they preach salvation by grace through faith. And I'm, and I'm for them. Uh, but but I have to tap out because, the, because they're not doctrinally sound. Whoa, they believe in the Bible and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. It's more than that. And I hope that you'll see that in some of the, the messages here coming up. Let's all stand together today. And, and we know that the doctrine, <clears throat> the apostles' doctrine, it deals with the life of Christ and his redemptive per- It's a person. Uh, in fact, the Bible talks about the law of Christ. Uh, and you say, well, I'm not under the law. You're under the law of Christ. You're under the uh, apostles' doctrine. Uh, but, um, you know, we're not going to obey 
the word of God if we don't belong to him. And so if you're here today and you're not saved, I hope that you'll be saved today. Uh, but if you're here today and you're a Christian, I hope that you'll just say, God, help me to see uh, what the word of God says in this matter and then, and then apply it to my life and live uh, according to it. Uh, I, I've got some doctrinal problems because I'm not following what the teachings of the Bible would say in this area, and you're asking God to help you. As the panel begins to play, if God spoke in your heart, we'll just spend a few minutes in prayer. I'd ask you to pray for me as your pastor as uh, I try to explain all this. Uh, and uh, it's nothing new. It's nothing new under the sun. It's just that um, I run into Christians almost every single day um, who believe that they don't have to follow what the Bible teaches uh, and that God's just cool with it, and he isn't. Um, 